Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is work for the United Nations, starring reality TV shows, model for coach, all while pursuing a medical degree to become a doctor. And hey, no one does that better than my guest today, humanitarian model and soon-to-be doctor, Miss Candice Leong. <laughs> how you doing, Candice? I d- good. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I was like, oh my god, who's that? That's you. Oh, hey. Is it not? I mean, yeah. you have, your oh, resume sorry. is so impressive. Like, that's one of the coolest things because, you know, obviously we found you because of your uh, modeling career, right? And you have a right, presence right. on Instagram. But then when I was doing a little bit more deep diving, I was like, oh my goodness, this girl is like so multidimensional. <laughs> Like the United Nations stuff, I want to talk about humanitarian efforts. And of course, we're going to be talking about all your psychology and whatnot. But could you just start off at the beginning, I guess? And like, where are you from Hawaii or like? My life story? Yeah, I uh, guess so. Yeah, Hawaii and I spent majority of my childhood in China. Oh, okay. So you're born in China. And then lived in Sri Lanka for a year doing international volunteering stuff. I'm a, yeah, we pretty much like moved around a lot. Oh, okay. And then lived in Europe and then moved to DC for three years and then came home around like nine years ago. And then recently moved to DC three, four years ago doing my PhD in psychology. Oh my goodness. And okay, we can just move this in there. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Cool. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was that. Should I start? So you were born. No, you're good. So you were born in China then? What? No, I was born here. Okay. Yeah. But and you then, lived in China for a while. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And so you're like, you can speak multiple languages, I'm assuming, uh, right? Well, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, Chinese, French, Portuguese, Japanese, learning Korean. I'm barely speaking English. So, so, so six, almost. Five and a half. Five and a half languages. <laughs> okay, so I didn't even know that. So even more so, this is just getting more kids, and more you know, impressive. One of those kids, I played the piano since I was four. I painted, I did sports, and did a lot of stuff. What the heck? How yeah, does this all come about? This is insane. It's, yeah, it's the Chinese thing. Is it? I, I, I should have been born Chinese then, because this is incredible. So uh, we can go back, and let's try to like break this down bit okay. by bit, right? Because there is so much different things that I want to cover. But the thing that stood out to me the most probably was the humanitarian stuff that you did. Okay. Right? So how did that all happen? Because I saw that you uh, used to teach English in Sri Lanka and at uh-huh. the University of Hong Kong, right? Yes, so, and, and National University of Singapore, but that was like a business courses. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So are you technically a professor as well? or Not there yet, oh, but okay. I like it. I like the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would you rather be professor or uh, doctor? Because so you're going to be both. So <laughs> I do have students. I'm still teaching undergrads right now for psychology. Okay. So I do have students come to me and writing me love letters. And thank you so much, Dr. Candice or Aww. Professor Leo. I'm, so, yeah. oh, I'm not going to correct you, but sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me feel really good because after all the like difficult times, super long day, and as long as I get a message from my students saying, you were literally the best teacher I've ever had in my life, or you totally changed my life, or you made a difference in my life, and that makes me feel like it's so meaningful and it's so fulfilled. Right. And that's what I love and what I'm passionate about. And then I worked for the Olympics before. So from there, slowly transferred, uh, like tran- transitioning to like working for United Nations, being an advocate, like for humanitarian affairs or uh-huh. sustainability development goals and all that. Um, how did that a- come about? Like, how do you like? How does somebody like just go say, okay, I want to work for the Olympics? You know, <laughs> like how does that happen? Uh, no, I used to work for the curling championships. There curling, was this, yeah, the winter sport. opportunity, yeah. Oh, okay. So like back in 2011. So I worked for the championships, and this from there, and I went to Asia Youth Games and Asia Games and the Youth Olympics and Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I started off as being an interpreter. Oh, that okay. Yeah, so that makes then, sense. I see. Yeah, protocol manager, and then going on different venues and working for the presidents of National Olympic Committee. Not. The- <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking, okay, Obama yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so That's it was so absolutely impressive. one of the best uh, time of my life. And um, then, so you were working for the United Nations, like, uh, as a product of working through the Olympics? Uh, no. Uh, so, Olympics, and then starting my master's of business administration. So, okay. I got my degree in my MBA. And from there, I've always had the passion to make a difference. I always, I just feel like because my parents, they are my hero. Right. They're my role model. And they are all about, like, giving back to the community and making a positive impact on the world. And they truly believed that. Mm. like the dreams that you dare to dream really to come true right right so i was like you know what i want to do something too because i realized especially after my experience in sri lanka i felt like you were just never too small to do something big i see so i wanted to do something i wanted to use my effort to help and then i started looking for opportunities and looking for work experiences or looking for 
like the things that maybe I can do something to make a difference. Right. Okay. So I'm pretty ignorant, I guess, and I'm not really good on these world affairs and stuff, right? No, you're good. You're so good. (laughs) Okay. So I want to ask for Sri Lanka, is that like a poorer country then, I guess? Or like. Uh, Well, it's a developing country, but I went to a very um, poor village, a slum area. Okay. You can say so. um, I taught English from third grade to 11th grade at a very poor village where people barely had. Uh, enough food or oh water or any like education resources um so every day it was i was 18 years old oh my goodness i know and then um so every day they were like my biggest motivation because right. they have the most pure smiles on the Aww. their face yeah. and and it's like every day they just want to hug you and they want to hold your hand and when i was like writing on the blackboard and people were just like googling in the back i was like what's so funny what's happening and some girl just stand up and saying teacher your hair it's so beautiful Aww. i know wow. right? <laughs> and then um so especially like they came from a very poor family uh-huh. and the day before i left everyone started crying and i was crying but oh, no. each and every one of them gave me something that's so precious and valuable to them Wow. Like, yeah. Because they like, were so thankful that you were yeah, there helping. Like, wow. Even a love note or like a bracelet yeah. or a necklace or a ring or something that's very meaningful to them. Right. They wanted to give it to me. Oh, my goodness. That means the world to me. And especially this girl, Kathleen, um, she came to me from 11th grade and she said, teacher, I promise you that I will go to the best university in Sri Lanka. Because wow. I thought I was like a big sister to them, to yeah, encourage right. them, to see the world, and to like just get out of your comfort zone and try, just go for it, just go for your wildest dreams and just just do it, right? At eighteen, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, and then and then she said something that completely changed my life, and then she said, "Teacher, I love you. Aww. You are not my teacher. You are my mother." Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, that's heavy. <laughs> that's, I just, I just bought super hard. I just cried for hours. Yeah. And I wish that I could stay. Um, and then that's yeah, that that was the moment. That was the one of the most important and fundamental, um, life changing experience uh, experience that I had in my life. Wow. That helped me realize that. You are just never too small to do something big. Jeez, yeah, seriously. Like, even if it's just impacting, you know, like, just these one individual or, you know, this group of children and stuff. Like, it really does make a difference for their entire life, you know, and it affects you personally, too, which is great. Um, For Sri Lanka, did you choose that on your own or, like? I did. So, you just decided, like, okay, I'm going to just pick a random country (laughs) and go teach English over there. Because I wanted to go somewhere. Um, My choice was Sri Lanka. Afghanistan or oh. Africa. Wow. Okay. So all pretty exotic places. Yeah, I actually wanted to go to somewhere that's where people actually needed help. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. 2011 to that that's was, when you said you went, that, right? Yeah. Afghanistan would be a pretty like interesting place during Very that time. Very interesting time yeah, too, yeah, where yeah, I exactly. had to carry rocks in my pocket walking oh. around. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we slept on the ground. We had no fans, no hot water. Barely had fresh food, and it ate a lot of bananas. And yeah, that's insane. Uh, toilet paper was hella expensive. Um, we were like best friends with bugs. <laughs> and <laughs> see, all of this I'm hearing, it's like people are always like, okay, I want to do good, right? And they, uh-huh. they have all these pipe dreams and they're like, okay, someday I want to do this or someday I want to do that. It's very, very hard to go from wanting to do that to right. actually going through with it. Right. Yeah. So hearing, you know, your experiences and, you know, hearing how difficult and stuff it is. But at the end of it, it sounds like it was worth it to you. Like, that's very inspiring for me. Totally. Yeah. And I just, you know, I feel like I'm okay. not doing enough in my life now. No, you're doing everything. <laughs> Look at you right now. Oh, my no, God. No. <laughs> I'm feeling so intimidated. I was like, no, no, oh, no, take no. a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, honestly, I was just very excited. I was telling my wife, like, last night. She's like, oh, who's going to be on the podcast? I was like, oh, this person, Candice. And then we sent her to your Instagram. And then she's like, oh, so what does she do? And I was like, that's hard to explain because what does she not do? <laughs> you know, I was just so impressed with everything. And oh, then the humanitarian stuff really stuck out to me, though, because that really takes a special person and a special character to want to, like, do that, you know, and it, right. to make it your lifelong goal. So right. um, aside from that, you know, when you're working the Olympics, uh, when did you start doing that? Uh, so I was in sports since 2011. As a competitor or as just the no, interpreter? No, no, no. I just working. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
Well, I still have my dream as a gymnastic.、Uh, You're a gymnast too? No, I'm not a gymnast.、Okay. I, like I had my dream, like doing gymnastic stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, but okay. I do ballet and I dance, and then you know we all have that little kind of dreams. Like yeah, maybe right, right. one day I want to go to the Olympics too. Well, you're only you're already <laughs> doing so many things.、So. <laughs> but, <laughs> This is crazy.、Uh, maybe it's a little bit too late, but no.、Um, but yeah, so I I got in sports、um, shortly after I came back from Sri Lanka. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 2011, and then so the games just pretty much happen every year. What? So 20, you came back in 2012 then, right? And that was the last yeah, Olympic yeah, cycle. Yeah. So where was that at the 2012 Olympics? Do you remember? Oh,、uh, like 2014. That's the youth、oh, 20... Olympics. It was in China. Oh, okay, okay. And then 2016、Olympics. was in Brazil. 2018 was in Russia. Right. So you did all、yeah. of those every two、yeah. years then. Oh,、yeah. wow. Okay. And then for the Asia youth, youth Games and Asia Games and、uh, the Curling Championships,、uh, they were. Two of them were in China. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Is China really good at curling? They 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 are. Really? <laughs> they are actually really good. <laughs>、okay, yeah, yeah. Surprised. Yeah, they are actually really good. <laughs> okay, okay. Because、yeah. that's what you were interpreting for, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, well, that's a very obscure sport. Usually, people like to make fun of it and stuff, you know, because、uh-huh. it's like it's you're throwing. It's a real throwing, sport. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Like, what is you're throwing a rock down ice, you know, and doing these like broom things? It looks strange. Right. But right. when you're probably watching it, it's probably very intense. I'm assuming, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And those people, no matter what, they're competitors and they're right, the best、right. people, you know,、right. in that sport. That's amazing. So, are you still doing the Olympic stuff as well? Were you in Japan or no?、Uh, I w- was almost, but、oh. uh, I had something else to do.、Uh, I、yeah. couldn't be there. I mean,、yeah. it, okay. So again, for the people listening or watching, Candice is not <laughs> only you know doing all these humanitarian efforts and stuff. She also has a modeling career. She also <laughs> is trying to get her doctorate right now, which is also insane. And I want to touch on that a little bit right, because、uh, you, you're getting a doctorate in psychology. Psychology, yes. So you want to become a psychiatrist or a psychologist or something、uh, in between? Well, my right now what I'm working on is like becoming a psychologist. Psychologist. But I would love、okay. to be able to practice to help more people as well. Ah,、uh, okay, uh, okay. You know, majority. I guess like sometimes like people think majority of the psychologists or people who got into psychology is because we're really good at fixing other people's problems.、Mm-hmm. Maybe. Not necessarily about our own problems,、mm. but、um, yeah, me too. I'm really good at fixing other people's problems, and I feel like I'm a people person. I really want to make people feel, and I want to help people to be able to conquer like the obstacles, like in their hearts,、mm. and to be able to heal. Right, right, right. You know, and、um, especially nowadays in this society, oh yeah, everything that's the, happening with the pandemic right, and stuff, and right? Mental health is so important. Yeah, and, and it's always been overlooked, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's like a silent disease, you、yeah. know. Like people deal with it, and there's no like physical symptoms, right? So、exactly. yeah, you never know what's going on, right? Yeah. And then to me, like from my perspective, um, I believe, and I feel like it's like even if you're a great researcher, you're excellent, like scholar, or you're great, like. Like profession, yeah, right. Like you're a good doctor. Like you've got your professions, you've got techniques, but doesn't mean that you're a good teacher. Doesn't mean you're a good mentor.、True. Doesn't mean you're good with people.、Right. Doesn't mean that you can make them feel their their feelings were hurt. Or doesn't mean that you're able to make them feel like you know what. I'm cared for. I'm loved.、Mm. It's the bedside manner, about, right? Yeah, that exactly, part of it, you、right? know, the human person、yeah. part. Yeah, and then especially like touch on like humanitarian stuff. It's、mm-hmm. like. As human beings, if we don't care about the suffering of others, like what are what we are doing we? here? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly.、Right? What、yeah. is actually life? Well, that's that's incredible, you know, because、uh, my background, I did end up getting an undergraduate degree in psychology from University of Hawaii Manoa,、mm-hmm. and then when I got that, originally I wanted to go the same route as you, right, as a psychologist or、right. actually psychiatrist. I wanted to do the prescribing medic medicines and stuff because I thought that was interesting. Right.、Um, so I was trying to pursue that, but then I realized like there's. The program or whatever that I want to go into, they didn't have it at UH, and、mm-hmm. I didn't want to move, so I was like, okay, I got to pivot to something else. Right, right. So I ended up getting a, a counseling degree in vocational rehabilitation counseling.、Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's、uh, helping people with disabilities find employment. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was helping kids on the、wow. west side of Oahu actually doing that at Kapolei High School, Waianae High School,、wow. and Nanakuli. Yeah,、oh, so that's doing, really awesome. Yeah, so I was working for the state for a while, and a lot of people don't really know this because they know me for like the YouTube stuff. Right, but, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like YouTube, YouTube. You were in the inter. Industry. Wait,、yeah. you have a real job? <laughs> no, no, yeah. So I, well, I used to. So this、uh-huh. is the thing, and I, you can probably this this will probably hit you a little bit.、Um, so I was doing both at one point, right?、Uh-huh. And I was trying to balance all these things, which、right. you know a lot about balancing a lot of different stuff.、Uh, for me, 
I actually have diagnosed anxiety and stuff too. Oh, no. Yeah, so there was a point where I was doing the counseling stuff during the day and then the YouTube stuff during night and I was just basically right. working two full-time jobs and I was like, oh, the stress levels were coming, my anxiety was getting crazy. Right. And I had to actually leave the counseling side because I was like, I can't do both. And right. for YouTube and social media, as you know, um, you only have so much time in that area, right? Exactly. right to be the relevant. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just try to do this. And thankfully, like once you have the degrees, you have it for life, right? So right. I could always go back to it after. True. But I was like pretty bummed out because my thing was yeah. like you. I don't, I'm not as like you know crazy with the humanitarian stuff, but I'm. Uh, I like to believe that I like helping people too. Right. So, you know, leaving the kids and stuff and, you know, we were trying to like do all these goals and like get them into employment and then to just kind of like up and leave. It really mm -hmm. was like, oh, my heart, you know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly so, I, yeah. And so I still try to keep in contact with the counselors at the schools and stuff and, you right. know, kind of check in on kids uh, and all of this. But yeah, that was that was tough. But I do really appreciate everybody that I see doing these kinds of efforts, though, you know, right. like helping with anything that it may be. And especially mental health, you know, coming from that psychology background, mm -hmm. it's so important, right. you know? Yeah, it's just crazy because it's so overlooked and there's like a negative stigma with it, right? Yeah. Where people feel embarrassed still. Yeah, like, people still think, oh, it's some kind of like a mental problem. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's no, I, I feel like ashamed to talk y about it. Exactly. And I'm not supposed to talk about it. The thing is like, see, if we have a scar on our arms or legs and we, we know that we should t see a doctor yes. or something. But like just because we can't see our hearts or like our brain, but doesn't mean there's nothing wrong with us, like exactly. from within, yeah. right? Just because we can't see it doesn't mean that we we shouldn't take care of ourselves. Yes, yes. So. And it, the hardest step I think is you know getting out there and like knowing that there's a problem because you, you don't even know right, right most of the time. So like who do you seek help from? You know, exactly. and that's why you know having the psychology background and stuff, it's helpful because you can help them like cross that path. And right. it's like cool to walk through them with that because. You can really see the change in personality, I think, True. after, you know, from day one when they walk yeah, in. And then, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love hearing that. And how much longer do you have until you, like, get the degree got, and stuff? Got two years, almost there. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this whole PhD thing got me questioning my life pretty much every day. Oh, really? But Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just that hard? That's, it's, it's hard. It's, oh. it's hard. Well, I'm sure now going to school during, like, pandemic must be so yeah. weird, too, right? Yeah. And it's a difficult and special time for mm -hmm. all of us. And then people are still adapting. And yeah, and um, like what I mentioned earlier, sometimes just because you were an excellent scholar doesn't mean that, mm -hmm. um, you know, certain people are a good professor or a teacher or a mentor, right? Because mm -hmm. even I was told recently that was like two, <clears throat> a month ago, pretty much. Uh -huh. So one of my professors pretty much told me that you are far away from what I expected you to be as a PhD student on graduate level. What does that mean? Or like in what way? It's, it's like when it comes to writing or like your work and all that. So I'm like, I'm working myself there. I'm like, I'm trying the best I can. Yeah. Like doing the best I can to be where I want oh, to be. Oh, so he's saying right? you're not I'm quite learning. there yet. Yeah. Oh, I see. And okay. then, but like one of my professors and she's always like each and every one of you is brilliant. That's why you were here. You were here for a reason, uh -huh. right? And then on the other side, one of my other professors is just like, you're like a little bit way far from what I expected <laughs> you to be. Right. And then that was, I've never thought about, it's like I've never ever thought about like quitting anything in my life. Wow, until ever. this. Until that day, that was a Monday. I was working on the street. Like I just started crying. Oh no. And I literally Googled, are there any PhD dropouts? Wow. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine like yeah. just from this short time knowing you, yeah. like I can't and, see and you as a quitter. Yeah. yeah, it's it's stressful and it's a lot of work. And then I was very surprised that I got in as well. Oh wow. Plus with scholarships and a full stipend. Oh geez. And like for the very first semester, I I constantly asking myself, am I good enough? Mm. Should I be here? Like, and then I Googled it. Mm -hmm. Not, I, it wasn't just me. Surprisingly, oh, yeah, it wasn't sure. just me. A lot of people actually felt that way. Like, are we supposed to be here? Mm -hmm. Am I even good enough to be where I want to be or to be in this program or to start like PhD program, right? Right. Um, but the thing is like, you know, well, administration, they're not, stupid and they're smart enough to get to you, know, right? you know yeah, I mean? to, yeah 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 they knew there was you something got in, in you for a right. reason and it's maybe they saw something in you that you didn't even see get for to say yeah for yourself right right yeah actually when you bring that up you know thinking back about like why i didn't pursue that psychology thing too this like as the same degree as you're getting now 
I feel like that was where I was, you know, where I felt like inadequate. And mm-hmm. honestly, like um, before that, before I ended up getting the undergrad in psych, I, I did the normal like college route right. where you're like, OK, let me try this out. I want to be this. And then you realize, oh, this is kind of a little bit tough. So I wanted to do pharmacy first. And then I realized you need all these like sciences. Mm-hmm. I took chem 102 or something or 201. And then I realized I, I suck at this. And so oh. I was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. And you need like X amount of years of this. Like, I can't do it. So doubt, you know, yeah. I was like, OK, that's yeah. unattainable. Um, and then I switched to like physical therapy and I, I did OK at that. But then afterwards, they were talking about more sciences and stuff. And right. I was like, you know, it got in my head again and saying like, oh, I don't think I can do this, you know, or I'm not good enough. And deep down, I think, you know, too. Right. It's like we probably are capable and right. we are. It's just, it's just that doubt really like will affect you. And I mean, it's crazy because we're in psychology, you know, and yeah. it's like, we should know this, but it's still hard to get right, over that really hurdle. it's hard to get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I just went the easy route, I guess. And I, I didn't pursue it like you are, you know, rather than try to fight through that. I just said, okay, I'm going to be a counselor instead, right. which it seems like a kind of a cop out, but I, I still thought there was like, you know, benefits of that. Right, yeah. Of and underserved. So it, that... I felt I think that's making myself feel better, but I wish that I pursued what you're doing now. But we are who we are today because everything that exactly. happened to us and everything that we experienced right. in the past, right? Yeah. And we, I guess, we just have to go through all that stuff. And then sometimes, like I today, I was like thinking about it. Like the reason why we, as humans, we are so afraid of changes because nobody likes changes. True. Right. It's True. like we have to die every day to yeah. become a new person. Right. And especially now, like you're seeing that people are so like against change with all of this yeah. pandemic stuff, you know, yeah, it's like, exactly. oh, it's so polarizing. Like, oh, are you going to get vaccinated? Are you not right, vaccinated? Right. You know, like, should we open up the economy? Should we not open up the economy? And yeah. it's like uh, all of these mental things are happening all the right. time. Yeah. And it, it's just con- consistent struggles. And it's, it's, Probably at an all-time high with social media right. and stuff too, right? Which yeah, we can exactly. talk about. Yeah, because yeah, we're like so used to getting like stuck in our comfort zone. We don't mm-hmm. want to get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard, even though we know the things that we want in life is on the other side of the comfort zone. Yeah. But we're just so used to be there. <sighs> yeah, like it's I know. so comfortable. <laughs> I was like, mm, why do I want to do something that's making me feel uncomfortable? You know what I mean? True. Right? And I, I we're kind of like a, I think a soft society right mm-hmm. now where we're not used to well, at least the u.s you know like we're not used to hard times there hasn't been like a war in during our lifetimes you know like an actual huge war or world war uh we haven't had to deal with like extreme poverty in our life you know like we live in hawaii it's it's right it's hard to live here cost of living is high but we have a roof over our head we're not living in like shacks or something like in sri lanka you know so when we don't have that image of like struggle real struggle Mm -hmm. even more so it's like hard to get out of the comfort zone right? right whereas for those other people that have seen struggle and live struggle they're like I want out, you know, and they're right. so driven. And that kind of makes me feel like where are we in our society where we're not as driven as these other people, you right. know, just because we're so comfortable, you know? True. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's cool that you like have that perspective though and you've got yeah. to see it firsthand. Sometimes we just have to have different perspectives. Exactly. When we change the perspectives on things and maybe the things that we look at will change. I think for you too, because you have like all of this uh, skills, you know, going to other countries and speaking different languages. I think speaking a different language honestly like opens your mind yeah, so much. Yeah, and change the way how you think too. Yes, yeah. right? Because it, it I, okay, so I took a couple years of Japanese in high school and but just seeing like the way language affects people and just right. how that affects culturally right. it means so much and then just two or like 2019 i think right before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. um we ended up going to japan and that was my first nice. time ever out of the country uh-huh. yeah and even though you know japan is a pretty well-to-do country it, that changed my perspective so much and i could imagine if i went to some place like afghanistan or africa or sri lanka right, how much right. that would like shift my thinking even more yeah you know because i was seeing like a actual like prosperous uh prosperous nation (laughs) but if i saw sri lanka i wonder how that would like affect my like thinking and stuff the culture the people and everything else yeah i know i I think i gotta do that one day yeah you should you're gonna love it (laughs) (laughs) it's different for me now i guess because i i have a son and stuff too now yeah oh wow yeah newborn so (laughs) i mean i'm sure you start it's baby start early that's probably a good idea yeah to be honest so at least he can experience he can be cultured as well right exactly hmm Okay, I got to go talk to my wife now. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously not right now with the travel restrictions, but hopefully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's uh, move away from uh, the humanitarian stuff a little bit because that was one aspect of you, a big part of you. But I'm also surprised on the flip side of that, you also do modeling as well, right? Yeah. So how does that come hand in hand? Like, how do you go from humanitarian working in Sri Lanka and then also modeling for coach? I enjoy doing that. I enjoy being in front of camera and I love my... it's, It's like... I love it when I'm being able to be in front of the 
spotlight. I, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's like I love being on the stage. Okay. It makes me feel alive. Wow. Okay. Being in the nature makes me feel alive. Being on the stage makes me feel alive, too. So were you doing this for a long time? Because you actually won pageants, too, I, right? I did. So I, I started playing the piano since I was four. And I did a lot of computations and recitals and okay. all that. Uh, and I love singing. I love dancing. And so from a little... Um, like from a very young age, I started competing oh. and doing performances okay. and that's like my passion. That's uh. my way of releasing my stress and that's my art. Okay. That's my adamant. That's what makes me happy. Um, so yeah, I started like competing in dance competitions and performing since 14, 15 pretty much. Uh-huh. And I sang pretty much the whole time. Uh, also did a lot of computation and singing too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Even more stuff I didn't know about you, and it's just like it just keeps adding. I started running for pageants from 2014, 15. Okay. So yeah, that's when I started thinking about it. That was like my very first pageant, and I was like thinking maybe I can use my voice to make a difference and to tell mm. the little girls in the world that if you have a dream, I just go after it, right? Don't ever let anyone to tell you that you cannot do something just because they can't. Mm. And I wanted to tell people that appearance catches your eyes, but personality catches your heart. Wow, even I for love a that. pageant, right? Yeah. I just feel like even for a pageant, I understand beauty is important, but it's the whole package that matters. It's wow. not just your face, but it's it's having a beautiful mind, beautiful heart, a beautiful soul, right? Yeah. Wow, I really love I'm just still thinking in that quote <laughs> that you just said, you know, beauty catches the eyes, but yeah. yeah. And I wanted to tell especially the little girls and I really I understand like social media has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. And for a lot of teenagers and they feel like I just want to get the likes mm-hmm. and I want to post a picture of my body mm-hmm. to get the attention, which right. I understand. But there are a lot more to it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to use my voice to do that and to get on a platform where I am able to influence or impact some other people's lives to help them have more self-confidence and to love themselves for who they are. Right. And to accept them for who they are. It doesn't matter. Like, because you know how sometimes like, people kept saying, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, mm. I'm not good enough. But you are good enough. You are beautiful. You have to start like learning to love yourself and respect yourself from within. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to elevate. You know what's what's crazy is when you say this stuff, right? I actually like I feel it from you. And this is uh, I've I've had a lot of like different pageant people in here, and I've, you know we with the influencer stuff with High Connect. I talked to a lot of people that have done pageants and stuff, and. You know, obviously you have to say like, okay, no, I have this platform that I'm running off of, you know, and I believe (laughs) in this thing. But you sometimes you just feel like it's just a pretty person, you know, that is saying they are an advocate for this. But are they actually going out and doing the work? Not really. It's more they understand the beauty side. They don't understand the passion side, like you were saying. When you're speaking, I I feel the opposite, you know, where I feel the passion first and then the beauty part is second, where you're like, like you said, you know, beauty is one aspect but you right. want to utilize that to like get onto a platform where you can use your voice more right. which is incredible you know and I, I think that's really good because you can get that sense from you where it right. feels like that's actually what you truly believe and your life experiences show that you Thank know you. like you, you're actually going out and doing the work yeah Thank have you, you ever met Allison Chu before the yes Miss- I have okay so she's, same thing she's awesome yeah so same yeah. thing I, I definitely feel like that same passion from her she just competed in Miss USA actually she did. like I yeah pictures yeah, and, um, yeah it was absolutely gorgeous gosh, I know they, the yeah. judges got it wrong she should have won <laughs> she, <laughs> I know right yeah I was totally I, me and my wife were watching and yeah, we got so mad we turned it off the heart exactly yeah. and so the same thing I feel like that same passion from her like she uh, was in part of this thing called uh, Best Buddies that we went to recently right, right, right. and Best Buddies is a program where it's a uh, people helping other people with disabilities, you know, so pairing Mm -hmm. people with non-disabilities to people with disabilities and like, you know, creating that relationship and, you know, letting uh, people know, like, just because you have a disability doesn't mean, you know, you're different, right? Right. So uh, she was paired with that organization. Uh, She has that life story because her brother is also a person with disabilities. Um, And, you know, you can just kind of get that passion from her in that sense where she actually believes in this cause, right? But again, there's some people in the pageant world that I'm sure you know where it's like, on the outside, they say it, mm-hmm. but do they really feel that on the inside? Right. And so that's where there's a big misconception, yeah. I think, too. And I love the fact that you said just because you've got disability doesn't mean that you're different. Mm. We're all different, right? We're all unique. I think that's what makes that's you unique. That's we are, yeah. exactly. We're beautiful in our own ways. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we just have to learn to accept our like vulnerabilities, to right. embrace that vulnerabilities, to embrace ourselves. Right. And, and 
Yeah, and that's why I started running for pageants. I'm hoping that I can use the platform to tell people because I feel like a lot of people have biases for yes. pageants. Oh, yes. you just have to be pretty. Yeah. You have to be tall. You have to have like super fairy skin. Mm-hmm. And to win, uh, to be a pageant queen. And you're no. also, they, the other one is, you know, uh, they think that you're uh, self-absorbed, you yeah. know, that you need attention or whatever. Right, yeah. right. No, but like we got talents too, right? We got skills, mm-hmm. we got knowledge, and we are able to show that to the world as well. Mm. Not just because we have a pretty face, mm, because right. we actually wanted to make a difference. And we are able to make this positive impact on the world. Right. So we can use our voice to get on this platform to Maybe change someone's life. Yes. You yes, never know. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just a couple that ruin it for everybody else, I think. Yeah. You know, that, but that's with anything, right? That's yeah. with any, like, you know, sports or competition or whatever it may right. be. It, there's always going to be a few bad eggs and they kind of right. ruins it for the rest of the right. group. But that's why it's nice and humbling to see you, you know, actually like advocating for things oh, and thank you. putting, you know, the other stuff first. So, uh, what did you, you've won a couple, that's why, right? I, I did. So I was Miss Aloha State 2016. Okay. Miss Bikini Hawaii USA 2017. And Miss Ocean USA 2018. Oh my god, three years in a row you were winning something. Yeah, I, was, like, I represented USA to compete on the Miss Tourism World oh my like in China in 2018. And then I won Miss Great Aloha Ron USA 2019. Are you still competing now? No, I'm, I aged okay. out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, well, you know what? You never asked me about my age. Sorry, I was gonna say, yeah, sorry. I No, you're to. good. I'm 17. <laughs> Wait, you know, Asians, we don't age until 60s. So I'm good. <laughs> That's right. You so, look super yeah. young, so. I'm turning 18 again very soon next oh, year. Okay. Yeah, there you go. See? You, you heard it here first. Yeah, she, and turning it's true. 18 for the. 12th time or I like something. it I like yeah. it <laughs> I'm 30 I, I'm thankfully since I'm a guy I'm just like whatever I'm 30 you know <laughs> yeah it's it's fine it's 30, 30 is a great age I think so, so it's like you can you can still look like you're 20 right but you've got the knowledge of 40 right right right, right. exactly so that's a beautiful age I'm looking forward to it <laughs> in 12 years from now after, yeah yeah 12 you know, years <laughs> from now yeah, totally totally I love what? that don't stop. you're making me oh Oh, my face! I'm blushing. Stop it! Okay, let's, let's move to something else. Okay. <laughs> but okay, so we have like uh, the humanitarian side we talked about. We had the modeling side. Well, I guess the pageant side we talked about. The modeling. How did you get into like coach? How did that come um, about? It all started like eight, nine years ago when I posted a picture. One of my friends, he's like, oh my God, you're like a supermodel. You're super phonogenic. Where did you post this? On Instagram? On Facebook. Okay, (laughs) on Facebook, okay. (laughs) And he's like, you should totally like be a model, a Uh supermodel. I was like, thank you so much. He's like, I'm serious, that serious. I was like, "Um, okay, maybe I'll start trying it. And then that's how I started. Right. Yeah. And so, then you ended up like just getting selected for coach because that's a well, big goal for a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, like I, I signed up with agencies. Like I have like one agency in New York and oh. then DC and one here. Oh, okay, okay. So I work with different agencies. I so, see, I yeah. see. And, and that's then how you, you ended go up getting to auditions coach. and castings and then sometimes you get lucky sometimes. It, it's just like I, I feel like in being in the modeling industry, it doesn't mean that, oh, it's so glamorous and it's so easy. Right. No, but it's like. To be a model, I'm not a professional model. Okay. But like from my perspective, I do feel like ha- being able to have a healthier lifestyle doesn't mean that you just have to be like physically active, but like uh. also what is good for your mental health, right? Right, right. To be healthy mentally, emotionally, and physically. Right. And especially in this industry, you're still being judged for. It doesn't matter like what we say or what we're doing right now, but we're still judging each other every day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like based on true. her perceptions and based on what you wear, based on like how you carry yourself, and based on your body, and we're like judging each other. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we do. It's human nature, mm-hmm. and especially in this industry. Say, for example, some companies they're looking for a certain type of models, right? Like a particular type of faces mm-hmm. or like a body type, right? Right. And you have to go on a lot of auditions or castings. You get to, like, you will be rejected for many times. Oh, uh, right. It's like getting yeah. a job offer. Like, you apply for 500 companies and maybe three get back to you. Mm, I see. So it's, it's just casting a big net yeah, then and then hopefully yeah. you get a couple bites kind and of then thing. I guess, like, my secret is, like, you know, people will reject you. Maybe that's just a redirection to the right direction. 
Uh, even if someone rejected you, but you can always go to someone else. Ah, right? okay. I mean, just so you just trying. gotta keep sticking with it. Yeah, basically. just keep trying. One day you won't make it. It's your. It's gonna Coach, be your you're day. You're such a big one. That's why I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, like, so I feel extremely grateful for that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I saw the uh, I saw the like picture spread too. Maybe we can put it up on the video after. But it, it looked really great. Yeah, you look so professional. I was like, Thank oh my you. god. Yeah. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So not only do you have like the modeling and you know all of this stuff. What I was impressed about as well is that, um, you know, that talent that you're talking about is the piano stuff. And this is like a little bit lesser known because if you were to only look at your Instagram, right, only the photos oh, yeah. and stuff, you don't have the uh, piano stuff there. You put it more in your stories. Yeah. And I think like in your um, save stories and stuff. True. So I was going uh, listening to some of it. And my wife, uh, she played the piano when she was a little girl, oh, too. Nice. She, she Yeah, she stopped. But she's actually not bad. But the first couple that we were listening to was, uh, I think. Uh, River flows in you, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, and I was okay. like, "Oh my god, yeah, we love this song." And so we were listening, and I'm like, "Is she is she good?" And I was asking uh, Mari, my wife, and she's like, "Oh yeah, she's amazing." Like, uh, <laughs> this looks very very I'm complicated. Hug her. Can you hug her for me? <laughs> I will, I will, <laughs> because that's a very like impressive talent. I always thought like piano, it, I feel like it's like one of the hardest instruments, if not the hardest instrument to play, because there's how many keys are there? Like hundred something, 88. 80, 88. Yeah, that's a lot of keys. A lot of keys. You're right. You're absolutely right. That was a lot of keys. <laughs> yeah. So I, I give a lot of respect to people that do that. And you, you said you were playing since you were four. Four. Yeah. And you're still playing now then? Yes. And that's just like what you do for stress relief yeah. and whatnot? Okay. It makes me happy. No more competitions so, or anything, though? No more though. competitions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, but it's cool that it's a lifelong thing. Do you mm -hmm. read like the sheet music too? Or is yeah. it? Okay. Okay. Even that is like a lost thing. I feel like nowadays when people want to learn music, you just uh -huh. watch YouTube and they show right, you like right, right. how so to I'll click hold, the keys. Okay, so one second, I'm gonna put my hand over here. Yeah, 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 yeah and exactly. This finger over there, and then this two finger over here. It's, it's a little hard. bit easier that way. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what it is. I used to play guitar a little bit, but oh, not. Nice. Yeah, but I again, I guess now I'm doing all this introspection because we keep bringing up like you know yeah, like you hurdles. Start yeah, playing it again. Well, the maybe reason I why should. you have to bring it up because you still wanting to play. Maybe it's, it's, it's in your mind. Yeah, maybe it's the subconscious mind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I am like shoot away from hard things, and it's, I gotta harden myself more. Yeah. It's Dang it! See, like this is why I don't like talking to concerts. <laughs> <laughs> right, talk to me. Tell me how you feel. Tell yeah, we're, we're okay. No, we're we're pausing the podcast. Right yeah, now. we're pausing the podcast and we're going straight into this. Yeah, uh, come to session. the couch. Sit right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me lay back really yeah, quick. Yeah, exactly. Tell me exactly how you feel right now. It's it's I'm so sorry. funny. That was a little bit demanding. No, Tell yeah. Tell me how are you feeling right now. Tell me how you're truly fitting. Your bedside manner needs work. <laughs> I, I can see this. <laughs> I'm just joking, Candace. But yeah, this is all this kind of stuff that I always try to like advocate for people too. And it's funny because in my friend group, I'm usually the counselor, right? So it's funny right. to like have a different person right. on the other side. Right. Like, oh no, no let yeah, me you fix you. Yeah, you have Please. to explore this. <laughs> let I, me love you. I've got a lot of love. It's with so all funny my heart. that you. It's so funny that you bring up that exact term though. Let me fix you. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my like best friends, this girl Elizabeth, uh, she told me before. She told me that um. I have an issue where I feel like I need to fix people all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she, me too. Li she literally told me that, and that was like such a big revelation to me yeah. because I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of true." Like I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Why is that though?" You know, like right? Because some people think of that as like a negative thing, like you shouldn't have to fix anybody, you know, or like they're fine the way they are or whatever. But I don't mean fix like change them as a person. I think fix is like get them back to the person that they are, you know, because right. usually like they have your core. And then you keep getting built up of like depression, anxiety, uh, addictions or whatever. And you get farther and farther away from that core. So by fixing, my thought was I just want to try to chip away at those other things to get back to the core of right. who they are. Not like change them entirely. But yeah, that was a literally the word for word she, she right. said. Yeah, fixing it. I was like, uh, oh, huge. <laughs> One of the things that I learned from uh, my professors for individual psychotherapy, uh -huh. he said, he, this is what he said. He's like... Um, to be able to fix others, you have to fix yourself first. True, yeah. Especially for people in clinical psychology. So we all have some type of like characteristics, like disorders, and then something that happened to us, or like trauma, like that happened to us in the past. Is it a got us like into this field? True, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually the crazy person is the one on the other side yeah. of the table. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? I can't remember if this was just a like thing that people say but is it true that you have to go through therapy yourself like you actually have to like take these uh go through a counseling program yeah, in order to be it's like it's better to have therapy all therapists need a therapy okay uh, all therapists need a therapist right because that makes sense. well because there are times where there's like the transference 
Yeah. So it's like pretty much like having your feelings or patterns and behaviors. Like, oh, transference, right? Yeah, right. like yeah. like rub off on somebody else, like yeah. on other people, and you don't know it. It's subconscious. Yeah, that you're exactly. Doing that, right? And the counter transference is gonna happen. Like when a therapist is going to do something to the patient, right? Mm. And if you don't go to a therapist, or if you don't go to therapy, or to be able to talk about your feelings, then you're gonna then, only hurt your client. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I see. Oh, and, I forgot and about that. Like being able to study psychology is also help you like understand what happened to you. Why do you behave this way? Why do you have this right. kind of personalities? It's like everything that happened in the past, especially during childhood, right, made right, us right, who right. we are today. Right. Like attachment styles, love languages, the way how you communicate with people, your personalities, your characteristics. I'm so mad at the professor that was saying that you're you're not up to par because <laughs> the more I hear you and like no, get your ear yeah, on this, I'm no, like you're still good yeah, at this. See, exactly. Yeah. Don't ever let anyone to tell you that you're not good enough right. because you are good enough. I'm glad you got over that hurdle. Yeah, yeah that's I, it's important. Like I guess my growing up, my experience, like I grew up with twenty some cousins. Oh, I'm I have the, about twenty cousins too. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the only child, but I have like a lot of cousins. Yeah. Everyone is like. Excellent. Yes. Especially like academically. Mm. So growing up, I was always I grew up like a tomboy. I was always playing around, oh, like okay. piano, social activities, and everywhere but studying. <laughs> I was never a straight A student. Okay. But all of my cousins are. <laughs> so like Harvard or PhD, oh, wow. post PhDs, and this Leon like, family. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, my mom, my mom's side, they're like too good. I mean, both my parents. Oh, okay. Um, and everyone's just. Too good. Mm. We've got like many PhDs in our family. That's so crazy that you and say that everybody else is like higher up there. But yeah. like I said, your resume is so impressive and, as it is. And, and see, there were still like dark moments where like three in the morning I couldn't sleep. I was like cry to myself. And oh, I feel like God. what if I'm not good enough? Yeah. Am I even good enough? And that's the thing that I constantly ask myself in the past because that's what happened to me growing up because mm. I was compa- like compared right. to other people. And that's so an Asian thing, I yeah, think, too, right? Especially yeah, especially, you, like, you know, we all know we have, like, the, especially in the Asian familyhood, we have these competitive yep. relatives. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I love my family so much, for sure. And then, but I, one of my cousins, who's eight, young, eight months younger than me, and we pretty much went through everything at the same time. Right. Played piano at four, went to school at the same time, like, moved around, and, like, like you know, studied in China, studied in the States, and studied everywhere. Uh, and he was always straight A's. I was mm. never straight A's. Mm. And his mom was always like at school, like doing speech, big speech, uh, and representations. Right. And, you know. Yeah, right. It gets so, daunting. Yeah, right? yeah. especially in China, it's like you have to have good grades to mm. be a good kid. Right. Or, yeah, you're. you're or you're not getting enough. Yeah, your status is reflected exactly. based off of your education. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was extremely competitive. Ugh, there was yeah. a lot of people. And so it doesn't matter what you do. I always had the sense where I feel like, what if I'm not getting enough? Because mm. I started going to boarding school since the age of 12. So I was I learned how to like do my own laundry since five, how to cook. I oh, learned geez. from my grandma like yeah. since the age of five, six. So I pretty much like matured pretty early. Yeah. And okay. I have to be on my own. Like, you know, no wonder you, yeah, no wonder you were able to leave yeah. up and leave at 18 and go to Sri Lanka because yeah, you were like prepared like yeah, mentally. Yeah, for the past more over 10 years. I, nearly 15 years, I was only able to see my parents maybe once or twice a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love them very much, and I know they are so proud of me right now, and I am extremely grateful for everything they did for me. They provided me opportunities and provided for me, and being the biggest role model for me to be able to achieve my dreams Uh because everything they worked so hard for, right, Mm -hmm. to get to where they are, Mm -hmm. to help me to get to where I am today, to become the person I am today. Right. But also, there were times where I felt like... It would be so nice, you know, to get the, you know, compliments from my parents. And I I know they are willing to give me anything and everything that I want to hear now. Right. But also that's one of the reasons why, like, words of affirmation as a love language is the that's, most important to me. That's mine, too. Yeah, Dude, I because I didn't get a lot of that. I think it's the same thing. Like, literally, I remember, like, the first time my dad said, I'm proud of you. I was like, uh-huh. oh, my God, that's, like, such a big yeah, thing. Yeah, you know I know. It's like, he loves me. Cry when yeah, I heard exactly. my parents say that for the first time. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny, right? My love languages are like words of affirmation was uh-huh. like the highest, and then g- gifting was like zero points. Me too. <laughs> so like words of affirmation, acts of service, and yep. physical touch, and quality time, and then zero and then, for gifting yeah. or gifts. I'm a combination of all of them. <laughs> I'm that complicated. <laughs> well, it's funny. Maybe it's just a like we were saying. Maybe it's just an Asian thing, like a common yeah. thing, right? Because it does seem like you know they. I think it is a common thing where there's just not a lot of like 
those affirmations, right? right? Where it's just saying like, maybe it's just slips people's minds where they just don't remember to say like, oh, I'm proud of you or right. you're doing good. But those things really do make a difference, you right. know? And so I try to tell myself that to like, because I have a son now, he's only four months, but when he mm-hmm. starts to understand, I want to make sure that he knows like, I'm proud of you. And right, I, exactly. I say it to him, right? right? Yeah. Because our brain starts developing from the very young age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I then, think maybe that was part of the reason why, like, we have doubts in ourselves because we weren't true. getting those words of affirmation as a kid. Yeah. yeah. But if we were to get those more often, then we wouldn't right. even have self-doubt. Yeah, we wouldn't wouldn't keep questioning ourselves. Thanks, mom are, and dad. Are we, are we good enough? <laughs> yeah. We still love you guys yeah. so much. Very much. Pretty do. <laughs> this is one of the funnest podcasts I've done so far. <laughs> I love it. And then, and then to be even funnier, I'm not sure if this is appropriate, but uh, one of the things that we talked about, like in intensive, short-term intensive on psychotherapy, mm. uh, especially like according according to Freud. Yeah. Um, so this is totally psychologically related it, it, as uh, the joke. So, but it's pretty much like so for people. Sometimes people joke about like when it comes to sex, right? Yeah, Freud so is an do, interesting psychology. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like uh, for people who have had like. Tra- for people who had childhood traumas, they must be good at sex <laughs> because they would do absolutely anything to get their approval. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's a good right? joke. So Some people won't understand right, that, but right. yeah. But it's actually true. You know, it there's truth behind it. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, they would do anything to make sure they're good enough to get their approval. Freudian <laughs> psychology they, was yeah. one of the most interesting things. Like, yeah. I remember going through that. I was like, I don't, I, I agree with certain aspects of Freudian psychology, mm-hmm. but for some parts, parts, I was like, this doesn't make too much sense. Or right. maybe we just don't understand it as well as we think we do. But right. yeah, that was a, always a weird one for me. Yeah. And according <laughs> to Freud, it's like, you have to fall in love with someone to be able to fix someone. Oh, or like really? Your That's patient one of the... has to be falling in love. Your patient has to fall in love with you so he can be fixed. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because it, it, when it comes to therapies and stuff, there's the erotic and the sex aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you started having like a develop like attachments, right? Like or feelings, or started having like you oh, know, yeah, that's a good point. That. That's why it's so it's like all about fantasies for him. Mm, yeah, that's why. Right? But yeah, that's why it's hard to be a psychologist, and a lot of people don't know this too because there are like these uh like confidentiality stuff in place yeah. and like these like parameters put in place because there are a lot of times where the um, clients will end up falling, you know, actually right, like into right. a relationship with this mm-hmm. person because sometimes that's the only person they ever talk to about this stuff, you know, right, maybe exactly. they've never had a significant yeah. other and like nobody's ever listened to them before. Yeah. And it's so like they, you're opening your heart yeah, to this person. Yeah. And so that's yeah. a tricky like slope where you have to keep yeah, it professional. Exactly. But you also want this person to help, you know, right. trust you. Yeah. You want to have empathy, but you don't want to... You know, right. It, right. It's such a tr- see, and people don't know this. Like, if you're not in the psychology field, this is all stuff that you Tricky. actually have to think about. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm so happy at least you understand. It's so, like when we're talking about it. Right. right yeah. So, it's like, not like you're saying Freud, and I have no idea what you're right. saying. <laughs> perception. It's all about perception because people only understand you on their level of perception. Right. So people are gonna judge. It doesn't matter what you do, who you are. They're gonna judge no matter what. Okay, but this is a perfect segue talking about judging and stuff oh. because this is one of the weirdest things that I saw out of uh, like you know when we're looking at your resume and stuff. Uh-huh. The you, you might know what I'm gonna be asking. So you were recently also on a reality show. Oh boy! But the, okay, but this isn't just a normal reality show, folks. This oh was a reality show called Naked and Afraid of Love, and uh, in the show you were actually naked. I, I was. I'm afraid. <laughs> What? Okay, tell me how all of that happens. How do you go from being in a doctor oh program goodness. and then doing this reality? Because this is just a couple months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we started filming it like at the beginning of this year in February. But okay. the whole process started last year in June, July. Are you able to say where the location and stuff was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, so I wasn't I was able to watch it. We don't have TV. a really hard time, okay. a very difficult time where I felt like I needed a change. Okay. And when they pr- approached me and I was like thinking about it, this is a very fascinating social experiment. It's like you have to do everything backwards. It's not just like, because it's like surviving, right? And okay, can you explain also, the show a little bit more? Okay, like, or the so premise for Naked and Afraid of Love, it's a little bit different from Naked and Afraid, where okay. they are just like trying to survive for 21 days without food, without water, without clothing and everything. Oh, it's a playoff of the actual Naked and yeah. Afraid show. So we were like oh. also Naked and Afraid right. of Love is because we have the aspect, aspect of the relationships. Oh. Getting to know yourself, getting to know the other people. Okay. Right, it's it's like see, just like what I mentioned earlier. Say like right now when we're meeting each other, right? Uh-huh. So or for example, if we're going on a date, uh-huh. and we judge each other based on what we wear, right? What we talk about, uh-huh. what do you do? How right. much do you make? Your educational background, like your family background, 
and your status and all that. So like in that environment, in that extreme environment, you do everything backwards. The reason why it's such a fascinating social experiment to me because um, you have no choice but to embrace yourself, your mm. emotions. You get to see the true color and true color of the your true characteristics and your personalities. Because you can't hide behind anything. Yeah, literally, in extreme yeah. like like situations, difficult situations and stressful situations, and especially when it comes to the unexpected circumstances. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I gotta go watch the show now. You have to survive, <laughs> and it's it's like in your element, in your environment where you need to survive. You need the fire. You need to start a fire. You need to build a shelter. You need to find food. You need to find water, or you die. <laughs> I thought this was okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to apologize here because when I saw like the images and stuff, I didn't realize it was this intense. I thought it was literally like a gimmick show where oh. you guys were like doing dating stuff on a beach and you guys were naked. No, we're I didn't <laughs> I didn't know it was naked. You aren't that naked and that afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that afraid. This okay, that my entire perception just changed of this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's insane. You, you still have to survive. So how long were you out there for? Uh a month? 28 days. Oh, my God. And were so, you paired with one person the whole time? So, at the beginning, like, we were paired with one person, but I didn't know. So, I was okay. mentally prepared to go in that experience for the first day by myself. Oh, wow. Okay. I was prepared to be there by myself for a day. Right. And then this beautiful human being just jumped out out of nowhere. Ah, <laughs> naked. I was like, well, ah! <laughs> I didn't have his ding-dong hanging out in my face. I didn't, yeah, I don't know if, yeah, if, if you. I got to watch it. Don't yeah. ruin it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Yeah, so this is me, like yeah. Hi, like right I'm now. naked. No, yeah. I'm like I'm like screaming, like oh my happy. Energy was like through the roof. And oh wow. Was, yeah. What I an interesting thought experiment, you know? Because yeah, when would you ever have that experience otherwise, other than this no, show? Yeah. Right. And this is absolutely one of the wildest and craziest life changing experience of my life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I really gotta go watch that show because yeah, I, I was it. thinking like it was just a gimmicky like. Okay, this is going to be embarrassing. But um, <laughs> I, before I left the house today, I was telling my wife, you better not watch The Bachelorette without me because she got me hooked on The freaking Bachelorette, uh, which is one of the dumbest shows ever. But right. for whatever reason, I just keep watching it. Uh-huh. And I know in my head it's all fake. And right, I know right. it's just like basically the weirdest thing because it's just this one person like making out with like five different people at the same time. Uh, and I'm just like, this is strange. Anyway, so I thought it was like something like that, you know, like reality television basically. Right. But this one, it sounds like it's just stuff in it. Yeah, you should totally watch it. Yeah, I got yeah. to now. Is it? It's, it was through Discovery Channel or Discovery Plus and Amazon Prime and Hulu. And it's on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. On YouTube too. On? Did you actually watch the episodes and stuff afterwards? Yeah, I did. You did. Okay. I did. Is it all? Is it blurred out? Like the nudity? It's all blurred out. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say. I didn't sign up for other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment when you were filming, obviously. Yeah. But see, like in that environment, right? So like after not even like twenty minutes, I don't even notice anymore. Oh wow! Because it was getting dark. I needed to get fire. And oh, I needed wow, to get yeah. food. Yeah. I needed to sleep. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It, okay, so what is the end goal of the show? Is it to like to get- find yourself, to find a partner, or to at least to find a connection? So uh, that's why it's Nick and afraid of love. Oh, uh, I see. Like the relationship wise. Right? Okay, so don't spoil it. I don't people, want to know if you got into a relationship. And then I'm two <laughs> people and two four, and then like people migrating to different islands to meet more people, and four to eight, eight to sixteen. So there's like sixteen in total. Oh wow! Some people kept so, out in the middle of the. Oh, you can leave journey. if you want to because you couldn't yeah. handle it. Oh, uh, yeah. did you handle all the way? Never mind. Don't tell me. I want to watch it. <laughs> okay. Did you say anything? <laughs> I imagine you you probably toughed it out though because that's just your personality. Yeah, I, I, get from I loved you. it. I loved every second of it. How did okay? Was that one through a an agency, a modeling agency, or did they just reach out to? No, they reached out a, to me. In Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck? That's what? crazy. Right, so exactly. when you opened that, you were just like, "Is this real?" Yeah. Um. So there were a lot of like casting producers reached out to me before for different shows and stuff. Right. I never thought about it until like last year because I was going through a hard time. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something for me. I want to do something new and challenging. What am I going to do? <laughs> and then, boom, open boom. the DM. You want to be naked on a television show. Yeah, it was like a <laughs> long-haul process because we started the whole interviewing casting process in July, August. Uh-huh. And then, like, they casted, like, thousands of people. I really? Think, like, 16. That's what I heard. Yeah, and then you had to go through, like, psych evaluation, like, physical exams, and all those exams, and background check. That then, is crazy, And then Candace. finalized, yeah, the casts, like, by the beginning of February, pretty much. Whoa. That's like insane. Yeah. 
And so where did you guys end up going to? The Philippines. Philippines. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm part Filipino, so that's oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah. Cool. But it was obviously a remote area of the Philippines and just a random island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay, well, I really want to watch this show now. Yeah. I'm going to go watch that as soon as I yeah, get home, should, probably. Yeah, you should. Totally. <laughs> yeah, screw The Bachelorette. You can watch it, Mari, if you're listening. You can go watch on your own. I'm going to go watch this other show now. <laughs> it's, it's a good show. I want to see, yeah. yeah. It sounds very interesting because, again, I thought it was gimmicky, yeah. but now it's, it makes me actually spurred, right. like, thinking about it from the psych- uh-huh. uh, psychological perspective right. that you mentioned. It seemed like it's more about drama, but and, and also, but, like... But we were filming 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 24-7 nonstop. Right. Um, so there were a lot of survival stuff. But well, just because it was not on the show, but doesn't mean that we didn't like try to right. survive. I we love hearing that. I love hearing stuff. that, that it's not yeah, like, you know, scripted or something I understand some like people this. think, how are they even looking so good? Or why are they not hungry? Or... Like where? Like why are they just hanging out? Yeah. And doing all why that? is she wearing lipstick? On yeah, the I, I guess. <laughs> 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 well. Oh, I, I went to my hotel and then you know I came right, back no, out. <laughs> so like people think we went to the hotel and like came back the next day and no. continued like filming and all that. No, we literally lived in the jungle. And that's why people dropped yeah, out. And we bathed in the ocean for twenty eight days. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That must have been so like when you got back to civilization, you must have been like, oh my god, I yeah, shower. Toilet? Oh my what? <laughs> too, way too fancy. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. I really want to watch this. Yeah. Uh, okay. And we had no like access to like any kind of like electronic personal devices. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it was so weird to hold a phone again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thirty days without your phone. Yeah. I, yeah, I was way better in the jungle, right Even- over there. <laughs> Yeah, Even that would be like a hard experiment. Yeah. I realized I don't have to be perfect. I'm so okay with it. And you love the people this, that were you were with yeah, as well. Exactly. Like mm. in all of this, we ha- we feel like we do, we have the need to be perfect or trying to prove ourselves to someone mm. or to have the positive image or like social media persona, right? And when push comes to shove, you know, like, you know how we have all of these, we were talking about it earlier, uh, these differences and, you know, Republican versus Democrat or whatever right. it may be. When you're like thrown out there in the wild, that all goes out the window because it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. you're, like you said, you're trying to survive and, right. you know, you're just trying to build meaningful relationships. It right. doesn't matter what your political view is when you're trying to create a fire. Right. You know, like, you'll take anybody. <laughs> Let's talk about like, policies today. Yeah, yeah no, no. that's Because you realize like how minuscule that is in the grand scheme of things, right? right? Like we're all just spinning on earth and just trying to make it. Right. But all of these little minor things come in the way, like how much likes did I get, like you mentioned, right. or am I popular, am I not? Right. Like it, all of these things are pretty meaningless when it comes, push comes to shove, exactly. it sounds like. We just have to have the self-confidence and self-love for ourselves. And we're all weird. Mm. It's fine. You're weird. I'm weird. We're all weirdos. Oh, wow. We just have to let other <laughs> weird lights shine so bright. True. So I other agree. weirdos can find us. <laughs> I love so how we animated find each other. you are. Yeah, exactly. So we find each other. That's all that matters. <laughs> Okay. We, don't, we don't need to care about other weirdos. We just need to find the right. Our weirdos. Yeah. The right weirdos. I love it. Our weirdos. <laughs> Speaking of weirdos, another good segue right here. Are you, you're a dog mom, right? I, I am. <laughs> what kind of pups do you, do you have two dogs? Oh, I, no, I used to have a golden retriever. That's what I remember. What happened to the golden retriever? Oh, well, he... we, we moved around a lot. Oh, so, yeah. I have a golden, that's why. And I remember <gasps> oh, seeing nice. your pictures. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I said bring up weirdos. My golden is such a doofy girl. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. They are. But she's so loving. Uh, yeah, you know? they are. And so kind. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a husky as well? No. I saw you with pictures with huskies. Is that a friend husky? Yeah. Pr- okay. Okay. <laughs> so you have a Frenchie now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's completely different. Very a different. golden front to a. Oh. Yeah. I love my golden. I was going to talk to you about golden stuff, but you yeah. still remember. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love goldens for sure. They're still my favorites. So later on in the future, I would still love to. It's tough. It's yeah. Baby. When you move around so much too. Yeah. Because yeah. it, you can't bring them on planes and stuff yeah. to, like, or do anything. Especially because like before COVID hits. So there were times where I needed to travel every week or at least twice or three times a month. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. And Golden's, at least my Golden, uh, we're going to Kauai this weekend to visit my grandma guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Golden's staying with my in-laws. But even for that short amount of time, she has separation anxiety. So, yeah, she gets scared and stuff. They're babies, too. They are, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I thought it's very interesting because recently I realized when, like, dogs, they're, like, you know, like, trying to get attention and trying to bark or trying Uh to, uh, like, you know, like, making all that sound and making or puppy eyes. You just feel like you have all that patience. Like, so it's like, you know what? Uh, Fine, I'll touch you. I'll hug you (laughs) and I'll kiss you. But, like, when your partner... Trying to seek a little attention from you, you get impatient. 
I'm just like, why? Why is that? <laughs> we can learn a lot from that too. I mean, right? yeah, it's just simple. Like, it, it's so crazy how like little you need to do to like get that amount of love from a dog. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't care anything about whoever you are other yeah. than just you know the relationship you can do with them. Right. Yeah, and I I feel like I learn from her every day. You know, my dog. That's good. Yeah, and I'm just Me like, too. it's so <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because I remember you did have a golden, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it kind of looks like my my dog. What was the name? Lucy. Lucy. Oh, it was a girl too. Yeah. Oh, mine is Delilah. She's the best. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You guys used to go all over the place together, though. I remember seeing that. Yeah. 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 It's a good adventure dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I love everything that we talked about today. I know that you do have to head out soon, so we can wrap this up. Definitely, we could probably keep talking forever because you have so much totally. different stories. I enjoy talking to you too. This is great. I want I to know. know your story. Oh yeah, we didn't even have time for that. There's so much in the background, but yeah, we can definitely uh, do this again sometime soon because absolutely. Once you finish watching the show, we, we have a lot. Oh more yeah, to there we go. So wait a minute, Candice. I need to talk to you about certain things. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go watch that as soon as I get home now. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, though, Candice, for coming in and, you know, telling us about your life and all of this. Could you just let us know, like, where people can find you on socials? Yeah, well, if, if you want to find me on Instagram, my Instagram is Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-X-X underscore. Mm, okay. Yeah. And you don't use TikTok or anything like that? I do. And it's oh. the same. You use TikTok? I do. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we could have talked about that, too. I have no TikTok, so <laughs> <laughs> I got to learn from you about all of no, that No, let's stuff. do TikToks. <laughs> Is it the same thing, CandiceXX underscore? Yes. Okay. Follow her over there, guys. Uh, CandiceXX underscore. I will link it in the description below. But, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, today for listening to today's podcast. We will be back again soon with another new episode, so be sure to subscribe and turn your notifications on. Until next time, though, stay safe, stay humble, and stay blessed. Aloha, guys. Yay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>